Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. This is Johnny Tan, author of From My Mama's Kitchen, Food for the Soul, Recipes for Living. Welcome to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio Show. My guest for this morning is Rena Greenberg. She is a health, wellness, and weight loss expert and the founder and CEO of Wellness Seminars, Inc. Rena is rated as the best hypnotherapist for gastric band hypnosis. For over 25 years, she has helped over 100,000 people in 75 medical centers and over 100 major corporations, including Walt Disney World, Home Depot, and AT&T, lose over 10,000 pounds with no diet. The success of Rena's popular and effective wellness and weight loss program has been featured in over 165 TV, newspaper, and magazine stories including on Fox TV, CNN, Good Morning America, ABC, Nightline, The Doctor's Show, USA Today, and Women's Magazine. Rena and I will be having a conversation about her life's journey, her passion for helping others achieve their weight loss goals, and her new book, Easy Sugar Breakup, Breaking the Habits and Addiction that Controls You. Good morning, Rena. Welcome to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. How are you doing this morning? Good morning, Johnny. I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Fantastic. It is wonderful to have you on the air with me. Easy Sugar Breakup is an awesome book. It is beautifully constructed and very informative and thorough. Congratulations on its release. Oh, thank you. Let us start by getting to know you a little bit better. Please give us a quick walkthrough of your life from childhood to the present moment. And we have the whole hour, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. Yeah, well, you know, I had an ordinary childhood, I would say, um, especially in relation to, you know, a lot of, now I've helped, as you mentioned, thousands of people to lose weight. And and, uh, so many people had the unfortunate situation of, you know, being overweight, even as a child, struggling even as a child. Uh, for me, that wasn't so much the case. But now, looking back, I realized I always had such a strong sweet tooth, you know. So mm-hmm. it was always mm-hmm. there, um, but I didn't realize till later in life, you know, what, that it was really a problem. And uh, so what happened for me, so I was, you know, leading a, a regular life. I grew up in New Jersey, and then I went to New York, Manhattan at a young age. I was 17, and, and then really, really enjoying the fast-paced life of the city and working in travel and entertainment and fashion. And then all of a sudden, in my close to my mid-20s, early to mid-20s, I just lost all my energy. I mean, it's literally as if someone pulled the plug. And I had no idea what happened. Like so many people who get sick, I started, you know, pounding the pavement, going from doctor to doctor. No one found anything. And finally, after a year of that, I walked into the emergency room at Brooklyn Methodist Hospital expecting to be dismissed since nobody had, you know, Nobody could find mm-hmm. anything wrong. When the opposite happened, uh, they told me immediately, they, they put me right back into the ER. They hooked me up to all kinds of machines and basically said, uh, they're going to admit me. And I was shocked. I said, wait a minute, you can't admit me. I'm busy. I got to, you know, go to work. And, and they, I remember this lovely doctor, he leaned in real close. He said to me, 
Your heart is beating at barely 30 beats per minute. It's completely irregular. The only thing keeping you alive is your age. So they went, yeah, they admitted me and I was in cardiac care unit for three weeks. During that period of time, I actually had a heart attack in the hospital that, you know, horrible pain in my chest and then radiating down my left arm. And ultimately, they put a pacemaker. I was 26 years old. They put a pacemaker in my heart. And at the same time, the chief of cardiology told me, he said to me that I had the heart of an 80-year-old. He said he'd never seen it before on someone so young. Um, Mm -hmm. So that was the situation. At three weeks in cardiac care, and when I was finally dismissed, it was such a pivotal moment in my life, Johnny. I remember walking out into the streets of Brooklyn, you know, back in the fresh air, and just feeling so grateful that I was alive, that I had a second chance at life. And I made a decision in that moment. I looked up to the sky and I said, you know, I was so grateful to God for giving me the second chance. I knew how blessed I was. I realized I looked back at the hospital behind me and realized there were many, many people that were never going to see the sky again. They were never going to feel the earth beneath their feet again. And I was so blessed I wasn't one of them. And I was determined to do everything I could to find help. And I went mm-hmm. back to college and I studied everything I could about nut- all areas of health, Western medicine, Eastern medicine. I studied nutrition and herbs. Uh, but what captivated my attention the most was the power of the mind through biofeedback therapy and hypnotherapy mm-hmm. and those types of studies. And that's what I went on to study. And after I got healthy, I wanted to, of course, share the news with other people. I wanted to spread <laughs> the message of health. And I created a program. I developed it and um, feel so blessed that it was actually accepted. It was reviewed and sponsored by over 75 hospitals, over 100 major corporations. I think you mentioned some. And um, they had me on site to help their employees, to help the community, to help the patients. The public would come to the hospitals to, to attend my program. And um, so that's, that was the beginning of my journey. <laughs> that's wonderful. That's fantastic. If we could go back in time and looking at your life prior to that pivotal moment at 26, respectfully, were you overweight? Were you eating kind of a just junk food, for lack of a better term? I mean, someone else's junk is someone else's nutritious food in a way. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> so many of us, mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't pay much attention to food. You know, I was young. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, running mm-hmm. around and... You know, we'd grab something here, grab something there. Sometimes it was, you know, I'm not saying I never ate salad. Sometimes it was semi-healthy, but a lot of the times it wasn't. You know, it was just quick and easy. I didn't, uh, you know, like so many people, I didn't plan ahead. I didn't give really any thought to it. But again, looking Mm -hmm. back, I do see how I had a very strong uh, sweet tooth. I remember, uh, you know, of course, growing up, we were always, you know, I grew up in Jersey. We were always on a budget. and My mother would get the Mm Kool-Aid pack, but without the sugar. So I remember I would add, you know, this was, you know, when I was a teenager and I would bake the Kool-Aid, I remember two cups of sugar, two cups in a gallon glass <laughs> container. I didn't think anything of it. I, I might've done it daily. I mean, I look, I just cringe when I think about it, but uh, you know, if I, and if I made French toast, I would pour the sugar on top. And, you know, I look back now and I realized I was probably pre-diabetic back then with no thought. You know, it wasn't a medical problem that a doctor would have noticed. It was just right. unbelievable cravings for, for sugar. Right, right. So true. In listening to what you just said, it was interesting because when I grew up in Malaysia, I remember my mom would brew coffee every morning for me. 
And the way we had our coffee was just coffee and sugar. And of course, she put mine, a whole picture of it in the refrigerator. So when I get home from school, I'll be drinking it like people are drinking Kool-Aid. Right. <laughs> I mean, wow. you don't think about it at all. And of course, she yeah. was complaining that I drank too much coffee. But then she made it every day because she loved me. <laughs> uh-huh. So the cycle never ends. But I completely understand what you're talking about in terms of that way. Well, I think at that time, too, because we are a little bit more active, so it really didn't show up as much. And one of the things that you were talking about as well is in the sense that sugar is something that tastes good in some way. I'm more of a sweet guy than sour or bitter taste, and other people like the other stuff. On the other hand, so <laughs> I can exactly. certainly, yeah, yeah, right. I can certainly well, understand. Thing. Mm-hmm. Yep, and that's such a good point, Johnny, because you know, subconsciously, we're always seeking pleasure, we're always seeking comfort, you know, it's, we're mm-hmm. seeking love, and so right. that's what right. draws us in. Uh, yeah. But unfortunately, for some of us, there can be some dire consequences. So true, so true. What attracted you to the study of hypnotherapy? Mm, yeah, that's a great question, and. You know, I was drawn to it the minute I discovered it. You know, growing up again, I had ne- it was never even discussed the power of the mind. I never thought about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, how I really discovered it was I went to see a biofeedback therapist. I didn't even know what biofeedback was. Someone, you know, I was trying everything to get healthy, and someone suggested as one of the things, why not try biofeedback? So immediately, I I was in Manhattan, New York. So it was great. It wasn't hard. I went to seek out uh, biofeedback therapy. And uh, basically what biofeedback is, for people who don't know, is it's not a therapy that actually changes anything. In other words, it doesn't do anything. You get hooked up to machines, machines that measure blood pressure, heart rate, skin temperature, sweating response, like a lie detector test, um, mm-hmm. brain waves. And basically, though, when you get hooked up, the machines become a mirror for what's going on in your body. They're not changing your brain waves or your blood pressure or anything. They're basically just showing you the status of the inside of your body. But then what's so amazing is the biofeedback therapist, the job of a good biofeedback therapist is to then guide you to change that. So if your brain waves are going very quickly, like the, let's say the beta brain waves when you're thinking and your mind is chattering and you're all over the place analyzing and judging, uh, sometimes we need our brain, beta brain waves. Like when we're doing math, we want that brain to be working. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times it's on overdrive and it's not helpful. Well, when we learn to, the goal then would be to slow the brain waves down so they go into the alpha mode, which is daydreaming, relaxing, being in a state of flow. And then, of course, even for sleep, delta and theta brain waves. Well, so what what we learn and what I learned to teach when I became a biofeedback therapist is how do people shift their brain waves from going at, you know, 90 miles an hour to go to, you know, half that, Mm -hmm. really slowing Mm -hmm. down and going into the alpha state. Uh, so as soon as I discovered it, so it wasn't called hypnosis, but the more I studied and the more I learned, the more I realized it is hypnosis. It's a way of taking control of the mind in a way so that we're not just victims of our thoughts and our, and our lives and our actions and our emotions, but instead we learn to channel them so that they can be much more productive to help us to achieve the kind of life that's much more beneficial. Very, very interesting. How did that technique help you to redesign yourself? Well, for, for, the, for maybe the first time, I, I mean, I was always, you know, a go-getter and I was, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, very outgoing. And so, I, again, I loved my life in New York before I got sick. I, I, I had really exciting jobs and met a lot of wonderful people. 
But I feel like, you know, after I discovered biofeedback and hypnosis, I looked back and realized, um, you know, how you can become so much more conscious, so much more aware of, especially of our own bodies. So I became much more aware of my own body. Once I realized that I could actually, for example, warm my skin temperature, well, how does that happen? That's when the blood vessels dilate. And once I realized that just through the power of thought and awareness, I could actually dilate my own blood vessels. I realized it was life-changing because mm-hmm. I realized, wow, we have so much more power than I ever even thought possible uh, because we can, you know, control our, our bodies to such a higher degree in a very, very positive way. Uh, and I realized, you know, that that is so empowering. And so through that, it gave me the confidence and the passion to want to go out and share the message with others, which has been truly life-changing, you know, to just go in a new direction uh, where I was able to inspire so many thousands of people. So I love that I was doing prior to that, you know, the fashion, the entertainment and all that, but to be able to go in and really help people to change their lives and connect with their own body and improve their mind-body health and even connect deeper spiritually, this Mm -hmm. then became my passion. Very, very interesting. You were, I guess, in a way, experimenting on yourself. And realizing how Absolutely. powerful in controlling our subconscious mind that we can overcome just about all our challenges, so to speak. Absolutely. You know, so often we feel victims of our own emotions because we're reacting to the environment, we're reacting to the people around us. And what a gift it is to discover uh, that we have the control or the power not to react. It doesn't mean that now we're burying our emotions, but we're rather feeling them, allowing them to move through like the Mm -hmm. weather, and then choosing the best response. And that is such a great feeling when you're able to incorporate those kind of skills in your life. What was the most significant weight loss that someone experienced using your program? Mm, Yeah. Well, I I mean, I'm so grateful. I've had so many wonderful stories of people who have lost weight. And uh, though I have had, you know, the large weight losses like you're asking, you know, but to me it's Mm -hmm. exciting for anyone who – you know, not only loses weight, but changes their behavior. And so I'm thinking about Linda Garvey, who was actually featured in First for Women magazine just a couple months ago. She only had Mm -hmm. 40 pounds to lose, and she did. She got down to her perfect weight. But what I love hearing most about her story is, I mean, when she came to me, she was a sugar addict, a carb addict, and it was challenging. She felt Mm -hmm. like she had no control over it. And now, I mean, it's been a couple of years, and she has just, uh, literally divorced from sugar, you know, uh, you know, as you mentioned the book is easy sugar breakup. She has broken up completely. She is free and just doesn't even want those kind of foods anymore. So that's a great story. And then Julie, who lost 142 pounds, uh, she was featured in Women's World magazine. I think you mentioned, mm-hmm. you know, just actually just a couple of weeks ago. So that was amazing. 142 pounds. She's kept it off. But I think my largest weight loss that I know of is a gentleman who's actually a very private person. So he hasn't done any big media, but his wife actually just called to let me know because she, she knew I'd want to know. He was, I mean, she was down 100 pounds, but he had actually lost 182 pounds after going through my program and has kept wow. it off. He's a, obviously a different person. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You literally lost the whole person. <laughs> Wow. And then some. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's 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 terrific. So why did you decide to write Easy Sugar Breakup? Mm. 
Thanks for asking. You know, I decided to write Easy Sugar Breakup because, as you know, I mean, there's no shortage of diet books out there. And, mm-hmm. you know, helping people really from all over the world now, because I also work with people on Skype, although some people like to, you know, come see me in Florida and, and, and make it like a little retreat. But having worked with so many people, you know, and it breaks my heart to see, you know, each one comes to me and they have read, you know, dozens of diet books. I mean, they could write their own book on how to lose weight. And, um, and the issue is so many people, because of that, they're just in the habit. And now with all the information online of looking outside themselves, you know, how, you know, what's the best diet and just following whatever fad happens to be, you know, fashionable at the time, whether it's raw, vegan, keto, it could be anything. And uh, all these plans have benefit uh, for sure. Uh, but the issue is, is that I want to help people lose weight permanently. I'm not trying to help mm-hmm. someone lose, you know, 10 pounds in a week or, you know, 30 pounds in a month. But although that's wonderful when it happens for someone, you know, I realize people have a wedding coming up or other occasions. But for me, it's all about permanent weight loss. It's all about how do you align your mind, body, and spirit, uh, including your emotional self, so that you can move past any obstacles, conscious or subconscious, known and or unknown, real or imagined, and achieve your ideal weight. And so this book to me, Easy Sugar Breakup, I just, I'm so proud of it and so happy with it. It really has all the components. It addresses the mind. It addresses, of course, the body. I give a food map uh, workbook, so that uh, a food map plan, so that people. What that is, it's a way to lose weight without being on a diet, but having a guide. Um, and I teach people how to create it for themselves, so they're not always looking at, at what's out there. You know what other people are doing, but mm-hmm. instead they can really trust their own bodies. And then, of course, the spiritual component in the book, how do you really tap into that spiritual strength and support so that you're not waffling and going back and forth and having all this inner conflict, being on a diet, off a diet, feeling good, you know, being good today, bad today. We want to get rid of all that. I even get into, you know, the whole emotional eating. We learn to eat to comfort ourselves when we were very young. You know, we were told, have some cookies and milk. They'll make you feel better. Or like you, your mom gave you that coffee as an act of love. <laughs> so for all of us, you know, these things have been instilled in us. And so I'm really teaching really powerful uh, self-hypnosis, neurolinguistic program, and other kinds of strategies to break free uh, from those old limiting beliefs and achieve the life. I also have a sugar canceling recipes as well as a two week cleanse. So this book really, I feel like is a comprehensive manual for how to lose weight. I love it because in reading your book, speaking about sugar canceling recipe, I love this recipe, the ginger almond chicken with barley, sunflower ah. seed and brown rice pillar. And you know why though? Because yeah. I don't eat vegetables. <laughs> ah, When I look at everything else, oh, no, it has this, it has that. And I thought about eating sandwiches with a crispy lettuce leaf. And it's like, okay, now that's not me. I'll eat the inside, not the outside. (laughs) Right. I get that. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, you know, I'm so glad you found a recipe you like. It doesn't, you know, involve vegetables because I'm I'm a firm believer that you should eat the foods that you like. Otherwise, a lot of times you're forcing yourself to eat something and then you end up feeling always hungry and wanting something else. (laughs) But I will say this, Johnny, and I hope you're open Mm -hmm. to it. A lot of people come to me and they say they don't like vegetables, but a lot of that mm-hmm. has to do with the way they were prepared when they were growing up, like vegetables in a can or like just steamed, dry, yeah. and boring. And mm-hmm. so I do, for anybody, you know, who's open to it, I do have a lot of, um, 
ideas and tips and recipes to help make vegetables really taste delicious. Because the good news is there was even a study uh, from the NIH that showed they did brain scans mm-hmm. in men and women, and they actually showed that your taste for food can change. So mm-hmm. I never, ever thought I'd prefer salad to pizza. I mean, if you would have <laughs> told me that, you know, 30 years ago, I would have said impossible. But wow, yeah, it has. But the key is making your healthy food taste good, and that's what I teach people because diet food can be so bland and so boring. It's no wonder everyone's just waiting to get off the diet. So true, so true. By the way, you're listening to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. Our podcasts are available on Apple's iTunes, Stitches Radio, Blueberry Podcasting, Google Play, and TuneIn Radio. I'm Johnny Tan, your host, and my guest for this morning is Raina Greenberg. She is a health, wellness, and weight loss expert and the founder and CEO of Wellness Seminar, Inc. Raina is rated as the best hypnotherapist for gastric band hypnosis. For over 25 years, she has helped over 100,000 people in 75 medical centers and over 100 major corporations, including Walt Disney World, Home Depot, and AT&T, lose thousands of pounds with no diet. The success of Raina's popular and effective wellness and weight loss program has been featured in over 165 TV, newspaper, and magazine stories. Raina and I are having a conversation about her life's journey, her passion for helping others achieve their weight loss goals, and her new book, Easy Sugar Breakup, Breaking the Habits and Addiction that Control You. Raina, how does the power of our intention break our cravings. Mm, yeah. You know, it's it's interesting. I really had not, uh, for, you know, again, in younger years, really never thought about intention. Mm-hmm. And intention is sort of, it's like, uh, it's like setting the GPS in your car. It's where are you going? Imagine getting into your car and just having no idea where you're going. None. Just driving aimlessly mm-hmm. anywhere. You know? And I understand some people will, you know, you hear the phrase, oh, let's take a Sunday drive. So, you know, but even there, there's an intention that we're going nowhere. <laughs> so, right. um, but if you want to go somewhere, it's so important to have an intention, meaning having some kind of a focus, a goal. And it's very, very different from a wish. You know, some, you'll hear people, and it's just interesting when we hear ourselves use phrases such as, well, I'll try, or, oh, I really hope this happens. Gosh, I hope I can lose weight. I'm sure going to try. But hope and try implies failure. Where setting intention implies that it's going to be successful. I'm setting my intention. I am expecting. I'm setting a stage for positive expectancy. I have faith. So faith plus action. You know, I'm taking action in this way. I'm steering myself as if we'd steer a car. I'm steering myself in this direction to eat healthier, uh, to be more peaceful, to make healthy choices. Could be anything. To be a better listener. Could be to... Um, and, and also the mind prefers to think in positives rather than negative. So instead of I'm not going to smoke today, today I am a non-smoker. What am I going to do today? Today I'm going to take a hike in the woods or, you know, go for a bike ride or go kayaking with friends. So today I'm going to do this positive thing and I'm setting that intention to do that. I'm packing a healthy lunch. I'm, you know, getting it all to, you know, making all the arrangements And then I have faith that this is what's going to happen for me, that this day is going to be even beyond my best expectations, that something wonderful is going to happen for me today. I have that faith because I'm taking action. 
And that's the power of setting an intention. Very, very interesting. We know that words have power, but then the right kind yeah. of words makes a huge difference. Plus, are we just saying it or are we really, truly putting a lot of personal effort into it? Yeah, and feeling it. You know, are we feeling mm-hmm. it? The wonderful thing about the subconscious is that it does not know the difference between what's real and what's imagined. So, for example, if you imagine, and, and it's interesting that we have fears, because when we have fears, we, do, we use our imagination so vividly. You know, we imagine <laughs> you're worried you're going to be late for an appointment. Boy, does that come out vivid, right? You imagine you're stuck in mm-hmm. traffic. You can hear the, the horns honking. You can feel your body tensing up. You can imagine feeling boxed in all those cars around you. And, and that's the power of the imagination. Unfortunately, in that way, we're using it in a negative way, you know, imagining our worst fears being realized that we're late for this super important appointment. Uh, but we can use that same power of imagination to achieve what we want to achieve. You know, imagine mm-hmm. that you're, let's say you're going to, uh, to give a presentation, imagining that it goes perfectly well and that your audience is just completely captivated and, really, really soaking up what you're saying, that you feel completely comfortable, that you feel the God force working through you, giving you the right words, um, the right gestures, the right sending that beautiful, loving energy out of your heart, connecting with your audience. And when you imagine this over and over, that's what you're, cre- you're creating. And if you are someone who's addicted to a substance, imagine doing this without any need for a substance, but simply connecting to your own highest power just the way uh, you plug in that lamp so that it can connect with the light and screw in the light bulb so that it can connect to the electricity that's always there. And part of the problem with addiction is that we've lost faith that there is any other thing that can power us besides a substance, whether that be food, a drug, cigarettes, alcohol. And that's because that's been our experience. And so we, that belief system grows stronger and stronger Um, But instead of judging ourselves for that, we can have a lot of compassion for our experience of the past and our fears. And as we reach deeper within ourselves to connect to a higher power within, which Mm -hmm. is my goal to help people in hypnotherapy. Very, very interesting. Your book is very thorough in terms of listing good and bad food, I guess, in a way. And I'm using the word here very loosely because in the eye of the beholder, because there are bad foods out there that are not good for our body. Having said that, I was surprised to find syrup on the list. Are all sugars bad? Mm. Well, that actually bring up a, cu- a couple of good points. I totally yeah. agree. One man's meat is literally another man's poison. And so... Yeah. Uh, it's not hard and fast, good, bad, right, wrong. I will say this. There are, you know, there's so many opinions about, out there about what's good, what's not. I mean, look at the, the po- exact polarized uh, um, plans of between, mm-hmm. let's say, vegan and keto, both of which are extremely popular nowadays. And then there's paleo right. and, of course, just vegetarian and all that. So how can this be? Well, I, I, I truly have come to see that food plans that work for one person – may or may not work for another person. And there's merit in all these plans. Uh, But the one thing that's interesting, if you look around, the one thing that all advocates of all these healthy, in quotes, eating plans agree on Mm -hmm. is the problem with processed food and sugar. Right. So that's one thing, whether you're on keto, whether you're on raw or vegan, absolutely processed foods and uh, high sugar foods, simple sugars, 
are considered to be uh, undesirable, not healthy. Mm -hmm. So you ask whether all sugars are are bad. Well, the truth is, of course, that we the brain is fueled by glucose. But mm -hmm. here's the thing: all foods ultimately turns into glucose. The problem with eating foods that are just sugar to begin with is that they're very, very uh, simple foods, and so they have the uh, fewer molecules, and so they burn in the body very, very quickly. In fact, instantly, and so there's no fuel uh, left over. Whereas when a food burns more slowly, like a complex carbohydrate, for example, brown rice or let's say uh, a root vegetable or protein, which for many people would be chicken, fish, meat, eggs, those types of foods, and then the vegetarians would say, you know, nuts, for example, would burn much more slowly. So high mm -hmm. fat, high protein, and even complex carbs are going to burn much more slowly. They're ultimately going to turn to glucose as well. So there really is no risk for, let's say, your body being starved of sugar because everything is going to turn into sugar or glucose, the same thing. Uh, so the key is what we want to do is pick slow-burning foods so that we have fuel for a longer period of time and we have a reserve of fuel so we don't have that quick up-and-down spike in the blood sugar where we get a mm -hmm. ton of energy, even can be hyper energy, and we're walking fast and talking fast, and then boom, we're exhausted. And when that happens, that's addiction. Then we need more uh, sugar again, and we want to break that cycle. I understand. It's interesting, though. Respectfully, that sounds all mechanical in the body. And so yes. what happens here, we are all, as you know, we are driven by our senses, a sense of smell, touch, and obviously, food is taste. As I mentioned, I'm like driven by the sweet taste of things, right? Mm -hmm. And I agree with you. Mm -hmm. And over the years, I have changed my diet a little bit from white rice to brown rice, and then the portion of the rice to kind of cut down on the huge amount of intake at any particular time. And then over a period of time now, although I may not eat vegetables, but I've certainly added fruits into my diet. Mm. So, yeah, so you're getting healthier, you know, you're incorporating healthier and healthier foods, and that's great. And it sounds like, Johnny, that you're really listening to your body, and you're <laughs> finding the mm -hmm. foods that are really good for you, that work for you. So, you know, my, my uh, approach is if there's not a problem, we don't need to fix it. So not everyone comes mm -hmm. to me for weight mm -hmm. loss. Sometimes people come to me yeah. for relationship issues or other kinds of addictions. And if their eating plan is working for them, then it's fine. I'm really, I really just want to help people who where it's, it's not working for them. Right, right. I, I tell you what, though, I don't think my eating plan is working. It's getting there. <laughs> I just wanted to mention yeah. that because I think for people like me, I love your book, by the way. This is what I'm going to be following going forward. But what happens here is that we're all on this race, right? So it's mm -hmm. how fast we move and how slow we move and what triggers us to do something. And you're very right in terms of paying attention to your own body and it tells you what you need and don't need. I knew that there were times exactly. where I can walk right in front of the ice cream section in the grocery store and not buy anything, mm -hmm. even though it's like it's calling me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because in reading your book and we talk about the mental thing it's like oh my god I can't believe this there's no urge for me to put more sugar in my body and I was able to walk away and that was a wonderful wonderful feeling 
can you share with us the story yeah. of Julie Evans? I mean, she has a wonderful, wonderful, fantastic story. She does. It's a, Julie's story is amazing and so wonderful to see. Uh, when Julie came to India, she was young, a, a mom. You know, she had two young kids, and uh, she actually came to me with her mother. And I think it was kind of her mother initiated uh, coming to see me. And she, you know, she had read something and, you know, was at the local hospital, so she felt comfortable with it. And uh, I remember the next day, uh, Julie telling me that she was craving spinach and her mom was craving carrots after the (laughs) initial hypnosis, which is really exciting. And then her mom went on to lose, I'm not sure, I think it was 50 or 60 pounds. But Julie, who had more weight to lose than her mom, ended up losing 142 pounds, and uh, she has kept it off. So she did the initial weight loss with me. She lost the, the first 100 pounds, which, of course, is tremendous. And then by then I had started doing the gastric bypass hypnosis. She heard about it, and so she went ahead and did mm-hmm. that as well. And that helped her, you know, just to lose the rest of her weight. She's been at her ideal weight, so that was 142 pounds down. It must be, well, close to 10 years now. I mean, it's been quite mm-hmm. some time. And uh, she just, she feels amazing, looks amazing. Her whole, I don't even want to call it a diet because, again, as I said, I'm not an advocate of feeling like you're on a diet. But her, obviously, her eating regime is completely different from what it was. But immediately, I mean, after the hypnosis, she said she stopped going to the fast food places. She just, something, uh, she says it's like a switch flipped in her brain. And she just Mm -hmm. didn't want that junk anymore. She just preferred the healthy food. And to me... That, I feel, is the gift that I'm, I'm really helping people to discover is that freedom. You know, people want weight mm-hmm. loss, of course, but for me, whether you're overweight or not, we want to be free. We don't want to be addicted to any substance. So I actually feel like weight loss is secondary, and that's why even the book is Easy Sugar Breakup. You don't have to be overweight mm-hmm. to have an issue with sugar or any kind of uh, drug or substance or alcohol. So it's all about that mechanism. How do you make that switch in your brain? So you can absolutely be free and in control of your life and your habits. So true. I'm so glad you mentioned about that conversations and so forth, because when it's all said and done, we have the most conversation with ourselves. And what your book, your approach is, I know we talk about hypnosis and so forth. There's got to be some sort of a trigger to get this thing started. But what your plan is beautiful in the sense that you are telling us to have a conversation with our body. Well, it's one thing for us talking to our body, but are we listening to it? And what you're telling right. me, you are telling everyone in the book that is the other way around also. Sit quietly. Your body will tell you what it needs and doesn't need. And that's what I experienced when I went to the grocery store and like, nah, it's so tempting. It's on sale. <laughs> what yeah, else exactly. <laughs> I and yet I... your body is telling you, no, don't do it. You don't need it. And so right. I walked away. Exactly. And then you said something interesting a moment ago. You said you felt great. And that's the moment we want to really focus on. It's that really good feeling when we do the right thing. You know, I always tell people, because a lot of times people think hypnosis is so mysterious. And, but yeah. really, if you think about it in all areas of our life, you know, where we're successful, we're basically always observing and listening to feedback. You know, at work, mm-hmm. you know, for raising kids in a, re- in a relationship, we're, we are getting feedback. And 
in most areas where we are successful, we're automatically adjusting our own behavior based on the feedback we're getting and based on the results we want. And it's only in the areas where we're stuck, we're actually ignoring the feedback. So we're, we have to retrain the body, and that's exactly what you did. You retrained yourself going into that ice cream aisle. It still looked and smelled good to you. It's not like it didn't. But you're able to override it with, yeah, but how am I going to feel afterwards? Not so good. And then when you don't eat it, you feel great, and then you imprint that in your brain for the next time. So then it becomes a new habit. Like you gain momentum going in a positive direction. Right. So true. It's where all of a sudden right now you are truly listening from within. I think that's the key word here because in reading your book is quite fascinating in terms of like we're having this conversation all the time. But the question is, are you telling or are you listening at the same time, too? Because when you're telling, it's not that you're weak. Actually, you're strong, but you're strong in the wrong way because it's like having a conversation with someone. You're not listening because if you're listening Mm -hmm. to learn, you'll learn a whole lot. (laughs) Exactly. So true. Exactly. Yeah. How does hypnosis reduce inflammation in the body? Mm. Well, you know, there are studies that show, you know, inflammation is a huge problem. It's a Mm -hmm. problem for the heart. It's a problem uh, with weight loss. It's a problem, obviously, for pain. It's a huge problem for pain. And there's different things to address inflammation. But hypnotherapy can help because it helps to relax the body. And inflammation, studies are showing that inflammation is exacerbated by stress. And when we're uh, practicing hypnosis, we're actually activating the parasympathetic nervous system, which is that relaxation uh, part of the nervous system. It's the opposite of the fight or flight response. The fight or flight Mm -hmm. response is when the sympathetic nervous system is activated. And we're in that emergency mode, running around, trying to fix a problem. But the parasympathetic nervous system is very interesting. And when we go into that mode, the muscles all start to relax. Our heart rate starts to go a little slower. The blood pressure goes down, and we're more relaxed. And then we we activate the more creative aspect of the brain. So a lot of times sitting, for example, in meditation or self-hypnosis, it might look like, gosh, we're just not doing anything. We're wasting time, but far from it, because we're actually connecting to the deepest wisdom of the body and the mind and coming out with all kinds of resourceful, creative ideas so it can actually save us time out in the physical world. We're not spinning our wheels because we've been guided from the inside on where to go, who to talk to, to the right people, places, and things. And the wonderful side benefit is it also helps to reduce uh, inflammation just by going into that kind of that zone, that state of flow. Very, very interesting. You're listening to From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. Our podcasts are available on Apple's iTunes, Stitches Radio, Blueberry Podcasting, Google Play, and TuneIn Radio. My guest is Rena Greenberg. She is a health, wellness, and weight loss expert and the founder and CEO of Wellness Seminar, Inc. Raina is rated as the best hypnotherapist for gastric band hypnosis. For over 25 years, she has helped over 100,000 people in 75 medical centers and over 100 major corporations, including Walt Disney World, Home Depot, and AT&T lose thousands of pounds with no diet. The success of Rainer's popular and effective wellness and weight loss program has been featured in over 165 TV, newspaper, and magazine stories. Rainer and I are having a conversation about her life's journey, her passion for helping others achieve their weight loss goals, and her new book, Easy Sugar Breakup, 
Breaking the Habits and Addiction that Controls You. I'm your host, Johnny Tan. Rena, in your book, obviously, you talk about self-hypnosis. Isn't self-hypnosis more challenging to accomplish than having an expert hypnotize you? Well, it can be. You know, all hypnosis is self-hypnosis, ultimately, because Mm -hmm. no one can hypnotize us without our uh, permission at some level. So, but, but, you know, you're right, because when, when someone's going guiding you through hypnosis, it can be extremely powerful, and you can completely relax and let go and go inward. It's kind of similar. I look at hypnosis as massage. It's like a mental massage. So just like in a physical massage, let's say your arm is sore, you can, you know, you can massage your arm and it feels pretty good. But if you're able to close your eyes, let go, and allow someone else to massage your arm, especially if you're just completely comfortable in the situation, you can let go, and you're going to be able to relax a whole lot deeper, and that massage on your arm is probably going to be a lot more effective. And it's the same with hypnosis. Again, all hypnosis essentially is self-hypnosis, but when you relax and allow someone else to guide you into a very, very deep, powerful state of hypnosis, uh, you're more likely to get a stronger benefit and make a deeper connection in with your subconscious mind. But part of it, Johnny, is also training. So by going through... Mm-hmm. When I work with people, I always um, make recordings because I personalize the hypnosis. And so Mm -hmm. this way Mm -hmm. they can continue to listen every day. And then what happens is people say, I hear your voice, you know, but really my voice becomes (laughs) their inner voice. Yeah. People say, I was in the grocery store. I heard your voice. You don't want those chips, but (laughs) really they can internalize that voice. And so then it becomes more self-hypnosis. So it's like really a training is the best way to do it. Interesting. You have an array of products that you obviously offer besides your books and your personal one-on-one connection with your clients. You actually have put together those sets of CDs to help people. Does your at-home gastric bypass CDs work as well as an in-person session? Mm. You know, each person is so unique. I remember one day sitting at my desk and all of a sudden this email came through and this woman showed, it was before and after pictures. Mm -hmm. I couldn't Mm -hmm. believe it. It was a woman named Kathy from Dallas. She had dropped over 100 pounds, I think close to 120 pounds. I couldn't even, you know, the pictures were unbelievable. She ended up actually going on the doctor's show with me. Honestly, I had never met her before. She did not work with me Mm -hmm. privately. She had bought my at-home system, unbeknownst to me. She had used it on her own for a year, and she was just writing to me to thank me and sending me those pictures so I could see, you know, how how my program had had helped her. So it's unbelievable what's possible for someone just motivated using my at-home program. Uh, On the other hand, anyone who works with me privately, whether it's over the phone, Skype, or face-to-face, I've just had, you know, wonderful feedback. And what's nice about working with me privately is that then we personalize the program uh, for each individual. So, you know, not, it's not a cookie-cutter type of program. I mean, everybody has their own, let's say, obstacles or life situation, uh, situations that they may want to address. So if in the event where there's some really personal issues that you want to address or specific really obstacles or foods, or, um, then private sessions can be wonderful. But when it, terms, when it comes to just generic all-around weight loss, the reason I put together those at-home systems is they work great and they're you know, reasonable so anybody can, can afford them. And, and it's something that when you're working at home like that, you can go at your own pace. 
so they're really wonderful. And I, you know, I've just seen incredible results with people even just using the at-home systems. That's why I, I created a variety of them. Terrific. Do you recommend specific eating plans to complete your weight loss hypnosis? Because I know your book is a complete package. This is where you walk, you train your mind, and you go through the process, and you got even the cleansing period that you want to go through and implement and so forth. And obviously, you offered the recipes to go with it. So is this something a necessity, or is this something that it's up to the individual? Well, obviously, the only way to lose weight is to eat less, eat healthier, and to exercise more. So, but people already know, everybody knows that, right? There's no secret mm -hmm. how to lose weight. The problem with a specific diet is that subconsciously, the minute you go on a diet, you're just waiting for one thing, and that's to go off it. Uh, yeah. So I like to stay away from the whole mentality of being on a diet. Dieting for most people uh, is, is a situation where we're white knuckling it, feeling deprived and denied, and just waiting for that moment when we've dropped all the weight so we can go back to eating exactly the way we did in the past, which of course doesn't work. So my whole approach is about training people to change the way they think about food subconsciously so they actually prefer healthy, nutritious food that sustains them and being turned off to those harmful foods. And that's what it is. It's a training for the mind. And what people say is that they start to feel and think like a thin person does naturally. Just like you mm -hmm. said, your experience of walking past the ice cream aisle and not really caring. And then people start to realize, wow, I can do that over and over again. I can repeat that behavior. I can drive past the Dunkin' Donuts where I used to, my car used to pull in by itself every day. It's not doing that anymore. <laughs> so I'm not an advocate of any you know, specific diet per se, because even though there's so many great eating plants out there, again, it's assigned to the subconscious and our subconscious controls us that we're going into deprivation mode. And then the opposite of dieting, words I see, you, know, you mentioned earlier how powerful words are, and that, boy, I mean, that is so true. So I hear people using words like cheat, you know, or even some diet plants will say, well, on the weekend, you can have a cheat day or all you can eat day. But the problem with that is then how are you training your mind? Your mind is, is thinking mm -hmm. I'm either fasting or starving or I'm binging and eating everything in sight. My goal is to help people to every single moment of every single day be, like you said, having a conversation with the body. What am I mm -hmm. needing? What, what am I really wanting? What's going to make me happy? What's going to satisfy me? And really looking at food Differently, like every food has a vibration. What are the foods that I'm going to thoroughly enjoy that will uplift my vibration rather than the foods that will drag me down or any kind of substance that's going to drag me down? So, no, there's no specific diet. On the other hand, for people who are carb sugar addicts like myself or even pre-diabetic, whether diagnosed or not, uh, we can all benefit from some really specific eating behaviors and those are all in the book because I think it's really important to, on a physical level, yes, the mind and the spirit are so important. You know, that's where all the power is. On the other hand, we need a physical plan, and I help guide people to discover what, that plan, what the best plan is for themselves that they can really stick with without ever feeling like they're on a diet. I agree. Your book is beautifully done. It has wonderful exercises and recommendations. It's a complete package, and obviously once you get through with the book, you can always get additional products from Reina. Let me answer this. What advice do you have for someone who wants to give hypnosis a try? First, I'd say congratulations. It's wonderful. <laughs> if you could have done it with your conscious mind alone, you already would have, obviously. It's yeah. What an incredible gift to give to yourself to tap into the power of the subconscious. I say 
Uh, you know, the most important thing, yes, credentials are important, naturally, certifications, of course, but the most important thing is that you're really, really comfortable with the hypnotherapist. Personally, I would really gravitate to someone who's not using a script. Many, many hypnotists will just, you know, pull out, they have hundreds of scripts that they'll, you know, pull out uh, as a resource, and, and that's fine for learning, but it would be best to have an advanced hypnotherapist who's already just going to listen to your situation, your life story, your life situation, the habits that you're wanting to change, and then be able to actually sort of uh, really even channel the hypnosis, the hypnotherapy, mm -hmm. so that it's actually directly geared and personalized for you. Um, and nowadays with the internet, what's so great is, for example, on my own website, I put up videos and, uh, of course, blogs, articles I've written, but really I think videos are so wonderful these days because you can really start to feel the energy of your hypnotherapist and make sure you're comfortable with them. I haven't found that it makes any difference if you're doing the session over the phone or Skype or face-to-face. -face. It's really a personal choice, but the key is you want someone that's totally going to tune into you personally and who you mm -hmm. really feel comfortable with. How about overcoming personal fear of letting go? Right. Well, that's a great point. And so obviously the more comfortable you feel with your hypnotherapist, the easier it's going to be to overcome that fear. Because, you know, Johnny, it's a natural fear. Of course, we're all, right. you know, uh, just sort of trained to want to. Well, we're trained, unfortunately, to be fearful. But in some ways, we do have to be careful and make sure that we're safe in every situation. And so that's valid. Uh, but with hypnotherapy, that's why trust is so important. So I would look at a person's track record, um, see what people are saying about this person, watch them and make sure you're comfortable, trust your own intuition. And, um, and, if, and if all those are, are yeses, then it's going to be a lot easier for you to be able to let go and relax. And the great thing is about hypnosis is you don't ever lose consciousness. You know, that's a misconception. So you're aware and in control. Just like in a physical massage, you know, you could jump off the table any time if you wanted to. And uh, same thing in hypnosis. You're aware you can come up out of it at any time. But most people are so relaxed and comfortable, they prefer to stay in a relaxed state that's actually, you know, so empowering for them. Interesting. You devoted an entire chapter in Easy Sugar Breakup to CBD. Can you please tell yes. us why? Yes. Uh, thank you so much for mentioning that. It's so important. You know, when I first discovered CBD for myself, and I basically, with medical-grade, authentic CBD, had a miraculous healing, first with my own glaucoma, which had, was, was getting out of control. That's a disease of the eye where you're losing vision. So it's very serious. And I was needing, the doctor told me I was either needing surgery or more medications. And with, again, medical grade, authentic, high potency CBD, I was able to, um, I'm so grateful that I was able, all my pressures normalized. I didn't need any surgery of the eye, no more medications. So it worked beautifully. And I noticed the side benefits. My hormones were balanced. I felt calmer, just more balanced in general. And uh, blood sugar evened out, uh, so many benefits, sleeping better. So I wanted to share the world of CBD with my clients. And what I discovered was actually very disturbing when I researched CBD. And, of course, now it's a couple of years later, so it's, now it's become the rage, which I didn't anticipate. But the problem is there's still so much misinformation. And so I devoted an entire chapter in Easy Sugar Breakup really to help people to become a good shopper, 
for CBD to know exactly what they're getting, what to look for in terms of potencies. How do you know the, pro, the uh, CBD is even pure, that there's no contaminants? Because um, the plant that it's derived from, which is known as industrial hemp, but it's the cousin of the cannabis plant, it's important to realize it's a very, very porous plant. It absorbs toxins from the air, from the, from the soil. So you want to know where you're going to get the cleanest, most pure CBD, the most effective, the highest potency, what makes CBD medical grade, and even what to look for on the labels. I was shocked, Johnny, that even doctors in my community, both mm-hmm. medical doctors and chiropractors, often sell products in their office with no potency on the label. I, I couldn't believe it. And uh, so that, to me, is a disservice. Shoppers need to know exactly what they're getting. Uh, real CBD is expensive, but I don't want to see people throw their money away. I want them to know how to get the real authentic CBD. So I ended up actually creating my own line of high-grade, high pharmaceutical-grade, high-potency CBD. Actually, uh, my unique product, CBD Super Cider, is one of the only USDA organic-certified CBD products in the country, and mm-hmm. uh, that I went to amazing, you know, uh, effort to to make this product so pure with only the, the best ingredients um, that work synergistically with high potency CBD to help people get out of pain, to help people with sleep, to help people with anxiety, and to just create balance in their lives, and and even to use it to break free from addiction. So I'm really mm-hmm. excited to share that with people. Wonderful. Wonderful. Where can someone go to buy your books and products and get more information about you and keep up with your latest happenings? Mm. So the book, Easy Sugar Breakup, is, is, is available at Amazon.com. So that's the best place to get Easy Sugar Breakup. Also, uh, my website for Rena's Organic, the CBD products, is Rena'sOrganic.com. So that's R-E-N-A-S, Organic. Com. And that is a very, very educational site about uh, CBD, how to know what to get, third-party testing, et cetera. So renewsorganic.com is a very educational site about the high-quality CBD and how it can be used uh, to break free from pain and anxiety and sleep, uh, sleeping better, et cetera. And then my website for hypnotherapy and, as you mentioned, gastric bypass hypnosis and mm-hmm. just breaking free from addiction and all kinds of, uh, you know, just mind, body, spirit, uh, it's really about live healthy, eat healthy, to, and feel healthy. And that would be at easywillpower.com, E-A-S-Y, willpower.com. Wonderful. See, for me to hypnotize me, I think you need to hit me with a iron skillet, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny, Johnny. But let me tell you something. We don't realize all the ways we're hypnotized all the time by the uh-huh. media, by advertising, by politicians. And it happens to all of us, the smartest and the best of us. We are influenced by suggestion and images. We can't not be. Right, right. We just don't realize it in a way, I guess. Right. We allow ourselves to absorb the information. But when it comes to us personally, it's a natural tendency to have our shields up, basically. Yeah, we don't realize it, but it's happening all the time anyway. I mean, why do people eat all the junk they do? With the food industry, I, some people come and they say, I don't think I could be hypnotized. I said, you already <laughs> have been. Unfortunately, the food industry got you first. <laughs> so so I just want to correct the problem. <laughs> <laughs> what is next for you? Hmm. 
Well, I, I really, I'm just so grateful, so blessed, and I'm excited to just keep going in the direction I'm going. I mean, the newest thing, as you said, is the Renus Organic CBD, and mm-hmm. people are loving it. So I'm very excited about getting the word out there and really helping people to find uh, the best products uh, to help them. You know, CBD is being coined in 2018, 2019 as a miracle uh, pain cure, but I want to yeah. make sure people get, you know, the, the best products that they can. And so that's mm-hmm. kind of, that's the direction I'm going now, Johnny. And after that, who knows? <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Do you have any encouragement for someone who's listening to you and even read your book? And you know how there's a majority about that, about 50 to 60%. All we do is we audit stuff, but never take yeah. the steps. So do you have any words right. of encouragement for that group of people? Yeah, absolutely. The first thing I want to say is, you know, Daryl lost uh, a gentleman named Daryl came to me again over 10 years ago. He lost 123 mm-hmm. pounds. And I asked him, what, what moved you the most about the program? And he said, just this line, the past does not equal the future. And uh, I thought, wow, yeah, I mean, I do say that all the time. The past doesn't equal the future. And I feel like it's so important to remember. The other thing is, Slow and steady wins the race. So one thing at a time, one day at a time, literally. And uh, you're building on success step by step, step by step. Yeah, it's not a race. You know, slow and mm-hmm. steady wins the race. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. So as we close the show, since our show is about people, family, and living life, would you like to share a recipe for living with our listeners this morning? Yeah, a recipe for living. Keep going. Just keep going, you know, and yeah, just really keep going and knowing that, you know, as we take risks and move forward, you know, we're not, there's, there's no way to absolutely protect ourselves from pain. We're always trying to shield ourselves from physical pain, emotional Mm -hmm. pain, but to really trust that there's a power inside that can help us move through all of it and through all of it, we grow and we become the best version of ourselves. And that's what we have to trust. So even I know many people listening today are experiencing difficulty. And I know, you know, when I started, we started the show talking about Mm -hmm. how I was facing death, you know, and uh, it was so scary. But just, again, going forward and keep going in the direction you're guided, moving forward. And uh, and it's amazing how things can turn around in your life. And you'll find the gift through the wound, through the wound, you know, W-O-U-N-D, that wound inside. Mm -hmm that we're born with is that's where the gifts um, emerge from. We can't be afraid to tap into the wound because it's from there that we're going to discover and live our gifts. That's beautiful. Raina, thank you for the great recipe for living and for spending this hour with me on From My Mama's Kitchen Talk Radio. To all our listeners, please join me next Tuesday morning, June 18th. My guest will be Lauren Walker. She is the creator of Energy Medicine Yoga and the award-winning author of two books, Energy Medicine Yoga Amplify the Healing Power of Your Yoga Practice and the Energy Medicine Yoga Prescription. Lauren teaches Energy Medicine Yoga across the United States and internationally and has been featured in Yoga Journal, Mantra Plus, Yoga Digest, and the New York Times. She has also trained over 1,500 certified Energy Medicine Yoga teachers and healers across the globe. Lauren and I will be having a conversation about her amazing life's journey, her passion for healing, building a toxic-free world, and how the integration of yoga and Eden energy medicine can greatly increase your strength, 
health, and resiliency. For additional information about this show and future shows, please go to fmmktalkradio.com. Thank you for listening and have a great day. Rena, it has been a true pleasure. Thank you again and have a beautiful blessed day. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much, Johnny. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks, you too. Bye-bye.